You're listening to the Kinda Interesting Thoughts About Youth Ministry podcast. I'm Matthew McNutt. I am in my 20th year of being a youth pastor, and I want to share a little bit today some of my thoughts on how to help volunteers succeed. There's a few things that I think it boils down to from my approach in building a team and setting up volunteers for both longevity in our student ministry, as well as feeling equipped and successful. The first thing is clear expectations. Here's the, here's the deal. I'm an Enneagram 9, which means I'm a people pleaser, which means it's actually kind of hard for me to spell out, this is what I want you to do, because my tendency is for me to do it, for me to want to make people happy. So years ago, I realized I need to just write it out. And so now when I invite people to be a part of the student ministry team, I say, hey, I think you'd be really amazing with the kids. I see a lot of potential in this way and that. And I can really lean into all of my nineness. And then I I either email or give to them kind of our, quote, job description, which puts all the actual expectations into it, that I expect them to be at a majority of the student ministry uh, small groups, if I'm recruiting them to be a small group leader. If I'm recruiting them to be a small group leader, I expect them to come to our fall retreat because that is one of our big kickoff events where they can really connect with and bond with the kids. I expect them to sign off on our church uh, statement of faith and expectations that you know they're going to go through our background checks and all of our process. And so I write all of that out. So then that way I can say all of uh, my recruiting pitch and why I think it's exciting and a great thing to be a part of, and then give them the detailed expectations, what, how often I want them to be around, the training meetings I want them to be a part of, where there is flexibility for them to miss things or uh, not be expected to show up, and, and just say, hey, read this over. Pray about it. See if this is a commitment uh, that you're willing to make because I think it's an exciting ministry that you would be amazing at. So the first thing is clear expectations. The second thing that we do that I think has been one of the biggest parts of our longevity, we have volunteers that have been serving for 5, 10, 15, even more than 20 years at our student ministry uh, year after year. And, And why I think they're able to do that is we have breaks for our leaders factored into the program. During our summers, we drop our small group program and we shift to kind of a summer middle school and high school activities, but we intentionally structure it in a way that our regular youth leaders are not expected to be a part of it. I tell them, I'm very upfront, hey, I don't expect you to be at any of this. If you want to come, if you want to see kids, show up. But there's no expectation I'm going to recruit other people to run it. Some years I've had interns that have been able to help me pull off our summer programming. Some years where our budget hasn't allowed for interns, I've just recruited parents who are not normally part of our student ministry or other adults who aren't normally part of things to help run these summer programs. Why? Because I think our youth leaders put in a ton of time with the small groups during the school year with our Sunday morning program, with our student mission trips, and with our retreats and our special events, it's a lot. And so having those 10 or 11 or 12 weeks off is a huge win for them to kind of rest, to enjoy their family, to not feel the pressure of coming up with something every week, and also to kind of finish the summer really missing the kids and wanting to get back into it. We take three weeks off for Christmas. Years ago, I used to (laughs) resent even canceling for one week, thinking, oh, we're missing opportunities 
to do things uh, with the students and and to teach them and to grow them. And and then I, I finally started to get convicted that, man, December is one of the craziest times of the year for families. It's overwhelming. There's so much going on. And it's overwhelming for our volunteers because it's such a busy holiday. So we started taking three weeks off. Our attendance was dipping anyways when we get into the middle of it. Why not cut it off before the kids are all disappearing and leave them wanting more? And so we take three weeks off in December. It usually ends up being the couple weeks before Christmas until uh, right after New Year's. It's so that they can take a break. Families in our church love it because our church is doing additional special things for Christmas anyway. So it's not that they're at church any less. It's just different. I think these breaks factored into the year are huge for volunteers to be able to continue to enjoy loving student ministry year after year after year. A third way that we resource our volunteers is through training. I think ongoing equipping is critical for youth leaders. There's there's a couple things that we lean on to do that with. We We typically do a couple meetings in the fall and a couple meetings in the spring. And we will use short training videos or even short training devotionals. Uh, there's some resources from group through their live curriculum. They have some leadership development resources that are fantastic. There's a lot of amazing books out there. We've used books by Mark Ostriker on leadership, by Doug Fields on student leadership. His book, uh, Your First Two Years in Student Ministry, is amazing for anyone at any point in student ministry. Lately, we've leaned on a lot of the short training videos that are on Download Youth Ministry. If you're a member in Download Youth Ministry, they have this leadership training library of just a ton of videos that are about 10 to 15 minutes long each that you can, uh, I believe you can still purchase them individually, or if you have a membership, you can have access to them. They all have discussion sheets. And so we'll play the 10 to 15 minute video of uh, youth ministry training from top voices in student ministry, and then end up discussing it for half an hour, 45 minutes or an hour at one of these fall meetings or spring meetings with the leaders and really dive into what does this look like? And one of my goals in those meetings is usually to not be the one jumping in the conversation too much, more of provoking leaders to give answers. You know, I have a a mix of ages and experiences. So I will have a volunteer that's maybe been a small group leader for a few months or a year or two, ask a question. And my impulse is to jump in with the answer. But it's so much more of a win when I turn to one of my other leaders, like a, like an Ed, who's been uh, leading small groups in our church's student ministry for more than two decades, let him answer. He, he's got more experience than any of us, right? The, or turn to a Carl or a Heidi, or there's so many different leaders that have been doing this for a long time that have faced those situations that it's so much more encouraging for this new volunteer to hear that, Oh, wow. The volunteers can get to the point where they're kind of the experts on this. And it's affirming for some of my veteran volunteers to be the ones answering the question, to be tackling it, to share their experiences and their moments of victory to encourage some of our newer volunteers. So so training becomes a huge key in affirming and equipping 
these volunteers and and we really kind of flex with what it feels like people are needing in the moment so sometimes we've done training on anxiety sometimes it's about how to maintain discipline in your small group sometimes it's how to teach a lesson it's all different things a fourth thing that we do to set volunteers up to win is we have fun fellowship times every christmas we do a christmas party adults only uh, one of my volunteers puts on a huge spread. He just cooks and cooks and cooks. It's amazing. And we just have a fun time hanging out and talking and fellowshipping. And, and honestly, we all look forward to it all year. Every summer, at the end of the summer, we do a cookout. Yes, it's kind of regrouping to kick off the fall and here's your resources for the fall. But it's mostly fellowship and hanging out and eating together and having fun together. You know, some of our favorite friendships are in the student ministry team. And these leaders love working together. And the more that they enjoy each other, the more being a part of this team is fun. So I love uh, having, you know, at least two, if not three times a year where there's no kids. It's just us hanging out, fellowshipping, having fun. It's not one of our training meetings. It's not something with a big agenda. It's just getting together and enjoying each other and sharing and laughing and usually making fun of me. Finally, perhaps I think the most important thing uh, that I've ever done as a leader is sharing the spotlight. There are parts of student ministry that are just more fun, aren't there? And there's a lot of work and there's a lot of tears and there's a lot of sweat and there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes grunt work to pull things off. And, and if I expect volunteers to put in all this time and to go on mission trips and to, and to lead uh, weekly and to go on these retreats and to help set up chairs and to help clean up and to help rally students around and, and do all this work and maintain order and communicate with parents, like shouldn't they get to do the spotlight stuff too? Being up front is one of the most I got to be honest. If I had my way, I could teach every single week. Just let me be the one. I love it. It's so much fun. I intentionally teach half or less of the time. Why? Because it is a spotlight moment. It is a big deal. And so any leader that wants to teach, I put them in the rotation. I give them the materials. I let them be up in front in the large group time. I'll let leaders speak at our retreats. You know, I'll let them lead service projects and lead mission teams and and be the one that is in charge. It's, if I can find an adult that maybe they don't like to teach, but they love to lead icebreakers, then lead the icebreakers. Have the spotlight moments. And I've had some people ask me, well, you know, what if what if somebody's not that great at teaching? Hey, nobody starts off great at teaching. And so as long as somebody wants to do, I let them teach. And I don't give them a, a big list of here's all the things you did wrong. I give them a list of the things they did right. Affirm what they do right and they continue to grow and develop the more you let somebody practice and train. And so our student ministry has a real reputation in our church as a whole as producing quality teachers. Which is, I love it because none of them started off that way. But the experience 
and the practice of getting up in front of a group of kids who love them because they're highly relational and they've done an incredible job as volunteers. Uh, when they have those spotlight moments and they continue to do so, they grow and they develop and it feels rewarding, right? The temptation would be for me to hog the spotlight or for me to feel threatened when someone's a better teacher than me. But honestly, I look better as a youth pastor, when I have volunteers that are better at something than I am, because now I'm somebody who recognizes that, you know, that what's most important for the kids is getting the best people have to offer. And it doesn't have to be me. So what are the five ways that I think are super important for uh, setting volunteers up to win? The first one, giving clear expectations. The second, factoring times off in the calendar where they can get breaks to regroup and refocus. The third is training, providing ways for them to grow and feel equipped as leaders. The fourth is fun fellowship times for just the leaders where we're enjoying and getting to know each other. And finally, perhaps most importantly, sharing the spotlight, letting them have the big moments and not hogging the best or most fun parts of student ministry for myself. I threw out a few different recommendations over the course of the podcast of resources that you can use. Uh, I love Mark Ostriker has done incredible writing on leadership and, and volunteering and student ministry. Kurt Johnson has written some great books on middle school ministry and how to be effective there. Download Youth Ministry uh, has these amazing uh, training video libraries that are just great for uh, triggering discussion and conversation. Check those out. I'll put links in the notes. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, thank you for listening.